You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. I cannot express enough how excited I am for this episode today. This is a guy who's been at the top of my wish list since I started this podcast uh, last year. He is our head football coach, Jeff Brom. Coach Brom, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you so much. I can't, I'm just so excited to have you on and finally excited to have a guy on the podcast who goes to the same hairstylist as me for once. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I wish I had some more hair, but uh, you know, 30 years ago, it looked pretty good. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Purdue football and uh, the excitement of uh, actually having a season this upcoming year. It's been an off season like none other that you could probably ever experience before or again. Talk about just a wide range of emotions uh, this this off season from, you know, no no true really off season training to having a season to not having a season, and and now we are here again. I think everyone's really kind of gone through the same thing. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknowns, a lot of uh, things that have come up. Where for a while there, you know, just the, the safety and health of uh, you know your family members and the people around you, and really the uh, you know, the entire country was what was most important. And um, not that uh, we have this thing fully figured out, but I think that, uh, you know, there's been improvement along the way. We found ways to, to deal with this unfortunate virus and hopefully before it's all said and done, beat that. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of things that uh, has changed along the way that, uh, you know, not knowing exactly what the future will hold. But I think in the, in, in, in the uh, short term, you know, our guys have handled it well. Um, you know, taking care of uh, our loved ones has been the most important thing and making sure that we do our part to stay healthy as well and making sure that we now are very aware of our surroundings and doing all the small things to make sure that it happens is the most important. And after we kind of you know, got over that slight hump, uh, but now we're at a point where, you know, with a lot of advancements, we're able to go out there and, and play here in the near future. And I know. You know, sports is a lot of fun for a lot of people, not, not just the ones that are playing and coaching, but for a lot of people who just love to, you know, get out and relax and uh, enjoy a competitive atmosphere. Uh, it's festive. Uh, so to get that back is, is going to be important. I know it won't be exactly the same without fans in the stands, at least at the very uh, beginning. But hopefully uh, over time we can get back to normal and hopefully we can appreciate exactly, uh, you know, what we were able to do before all this happened. Yeah, and the Big Ten is obviously taking a lot of measures to make this happen. I know there's a lot of disappointment, of, you know, about a month or two ago when they said this wasn't going to happen. And, of course, you came out with this brilliant plan to make it happen in the spring. But, fortunately, we're going to have it here in the fall after all. Talk about the measurements the, the Big Ten has taken. And, you know, you kind of talked about the fans, you know, at least that initial disappointment that there won't be fans in the stands. Well, I applaud the Big Ten. Uh, there were a lot of uh, hurdles along the way. Uh, and. Unfortunately, some they took heat about, but I think in the end, being able to get the daily testing that will now be provided to each and every team throughout the Big Ten Conference gives a, a lot of uh, student athletes and their parents and families, uh, you know, the ability to, uh, you know, safely know that we can return to the game of football and that each and every day we're going to be tested and know exactly what's going into the building and going to be around our players and. While we're still taking numerous safety measures uh, with that testing, 
to be able to catch it at an early stage, which this testing is able to do, is a huge advantage. It's a huge investment that the Big Ten has made. Uh, and I feel like, you know, once we start playing uh, with everything that we're going to be able to do, without question, we're going to be the safest conference uh, in the country. And, uh, you know, that's a credit to the Big Ten and what they were able to pull off and when, when it's all said and done. So, you know, we've got to continue to do our part, but uh, I'm looking forward to think this going a little smoother than maybe we had thought uh, going into it. Yeah. Talk about some of those measures you have to take with your own team, your message to your players to, to you know, stay in their dorms or their, their apartments or, you know, just to be smart to not do anything that's going to risk their health. Those are things that uh, all of us have to do. And, uh, you know, when you go to college and you want to live your life a little bit and enjoy everything that comes with that, uh, it's not easy to do. So my hat's off to our players uh, uh, for a lot of things that they've given up. Uh, and, and, yes, you, you, you cannot be around uh, big crowds. Uh, you cannot be around big festive party atmospheres. Uh, and if you are for a little bit, you have to wear a mask. And you've got to keep your distance. And you've got to – you know, constantly be aware of the people and things around you and what you're touching. And, and uh, you know, so, you know, it's not what, which each and our, excuse me, it's not what our guys would love to be doing, but I think they know they have to do it. And it's something that really we all have to do in society right now to make sure that, you know, we're staying away from this very deadly virus and uh, we're not infecting our loved ones and definitely the, the, the older population is something we've got to be careful with. So we want to make sure while the younger generation has, has shown to handle a little bit better, it's still extremely dangerous. So we want to make sure we stay safe at all times. And hopefully before you know if there's a vaccine available that we're hopefully all taking and, and getting past this. Awesome. And going back to that roller coaster of emotions from the off season, of course, that included uh, your all everything athlete, Rondell Moore opting out and then opting back in for what you're willing and able to be able to share about how that all played out. Uh, kind of talk about that, please. Well, at that uh, time, there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknowns, and, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, throughout the country opted out of playing uh, for a lot of different reasons, a lot of personal reasons. So, you know, we wanted to support Rondell and his decision. I think he made it. Uh, I have a strong conviction. He went with it. Uh, it really wasn't until, you know, the Big Ten was able to get the daily testing and provide some safer environments uh, for return to football that, you know, Rondell decided that, you know what, I can't go back and play. And to be honest with you, he probably missed, missed being around the guys and missed being around the game. I think a combination of all those uh, led him back to being, uh, getting back to saying, hey, I'm a competitive guy. I want to go out and compete. I want to go out and show what I can do. I want to be around my teammates and play for this big university and, and, and showcase uh, you know, the college spirit that uh, I want to have and our team to have. So we're excited to have him back. He works extremely hard. He gives us everything he has. Uh, he wants to do great things. He's got a, a big family of people that, you know, support him uh, and that he wants to please and take care of. And we want to do everything in our power to make that happen. Awesome. Hey, uh, real quick before we move forward to uh, kind of talking about this year. Uh, last year, coming off a 4-8 and eight campaign, a, a, a season that I've never seen before. I know Purdue – I always feel like Purdue's always been snake bitten by injuries, but I've never seen anything like last year where you had so many injuries, including Rondale, and then, of course, three of your senior captains. Have you ever experienced anything like that as a coach before with that many injuries? Well, we definitely had the luck go the other way a little bit. 
you know, try not to make excuses. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had a lot of, a lot of guys get injured and uh, it's unfortunate. You know, some key guys, a lot of our captains, a lot of our really good players that we were counting on, but you know, that's the time for others to step up. I think, um, you know, when we look back on it, uh, we were able to play a lot of young football players that were hopeful could use that experience to uh, have a very productive uh, year this year, showcase what they're all about and then get some of these guys back that were injured. But, it's important we all do our part, which means uh, taking care of our guys, getting them to the game healthy, uh, training them the proper way in the offseason, uh, taking care of them during practice, during the season. But at the same time, injuries are going to happen to a certain extent. And, and while you want to be on the low end of that, sometimes you're not, but we want to uh, make sure that all of our guys are ready to play, that they're practicing, ready to get ready to play. Uh, no one should expect to redshirt or not, or not play, and especially in, in the COVID situation we're in, at any time guys could be knocked out for that reason as well. So all of our guys, I, I think, understand that. And it's important that we get them all ready to play because you know, once we get going, anything can happen. And we have to be able to uh, you know, get guys into the game uh, that are ready to play, whether they have a couple years experience or whether we've been able to do that a little bit through practice, but it's important that we do it again because you never know what's going to happen once the season starts. Right. And, you know, glass half full. Yes. You know, that experience last year and those hard hits really, I think got the team prepared for this year, especially all those guys who are going to again, be ex expected to contribute going into year four here. Now, a lot of these guys are your recruits talk about the excitement and then your, your strengths and weaknesses uh, heading into the season. Well, we're looking forward to this season. Every year is new, but uh, we want to be a competitive football team that plays hard and tough and smart and, and finds a way to win in the end. And, uh, you know, in our conference, especially playing this all-conference games this year, it's going to be a battle each and every week. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, so you've got to get ready to go. Uh, you know, I know for us, you know, we've got some experience back at the skill positions at the receiver. Uh, we've, we've got a couple quarterbacks got a lot of experience last year. You know, offensive line, I think, has improved at this point, but we've got to you know, prove it on the game field, and that's always going to be a work in progress. So we've got to push forward with that, become a more physical team that can run the football and control the ball and not put as much pressure on the passing game. And on the defense side of the ball, you know, we've got to get better. And we're working hard to do, to do that. I, I think we have capable players that have gained a lot of experience, uh, you know, playing physical, stopping the run, getting off the field on third downs, definitely – third long situations, finding ways to get turnovers. Uh, all those things are important. So we're working hard at it right now, finding a way to get an advantage in special teams. All those things matter. You know, when you're playing great competition, you, you've got to execute for 60 full minutes in order to win. And uh, we've got to take the field confident that we can get that done each and every week. Yeah. It's going to feel pretty good having uh, guys like Bell and Moore on each side of the field and, and the wide receiver depth you have. It's just a, a long list of talent there. Well, Rondell and David definitely are our, our leaders on that side of the ball. And Rod uh, Addison played a little bit last year, built right. And we've got some good talent at that position. A lot of the others haven't played a whole lot. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see who, who's going to step up uh, in that mode. But we have uh, some capable players with some good potential that uh, we've got to find ways to get the ball and get them to school up very fast. You mentioned Plummer and O'Connell throw in Austin Burton, the transfer from UCLA into the mix, too. Talk about – uh, what uh, a QB competition like that does to help benefit the team? I think that that position uh, is going to improve even more. And uh, we had guys step up last year, uh, guys that hadn't played much and, and did a pretty decent job for us. A lot of areas we can improve upon without question. But I think that uh, with Aiden and, and Jack 
and now the addition of Austin Burton. Those were three players that have had excellent uh, camp to this point. Uh, they've worked extremely hard. They've shown up that I think they can lead our football team. They all have different elements that I think that they bring to the table as far as their strengths. And we've got to be able to utilize all of them. And, uh, you know, one guy's probably going to start, but it wouldn't shock me if the others play. But I do feel confident that, uh, you know, we have a backup plan and a backup plan ready in case anything happens this year. And that's always important to do that. So those three guys uh, have the most experience on our team at that position. They've done very well to this point, And we're looking forward to them getting on the field and playing. Cool. And I just want to talk a little bit about Purdue family. When I see Purdue and I see Purdue basketball and I see Purdue football, I, I, I see like a, a family feel. And I see that especially um, talking specifically about your assistant coaches, um, some of them that I follow on social media. I see them tweeting and stuff a, a lot about their family, family pictures, talking about the importance of family. A lot of them are men of faith. And, of course, you got two of your brothers on your coaching staff as well. Talk about, talk about your coaching staff and just that importance of that family feel around the, the team. It's very important, and I think uh, everybody wants to compete and win and loves the game of football and loves, you know, sport in general. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of all different types of sport, and I think uh, when you put a, a staff together of people that are going to coach young men and school them up not only in football but how to be a, a success in life, they've got to be good people, and they've got to do it for the right reason. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to uh, have good parents and go to good schools and understand that, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to play as well at a high level and, and, and coach now that, you know, giving back to players and making sure we put them in the best position to win and succeed and to help them along the way. Numerous things that are going to come up outside of the game. Uh, you need good people to care about the, your guys. And, and uh, I think, you know, our staff does a very good job of that. They're very good people. Uh, they want to do it for the right reasons. Uh, and I think that, you know, having a, a tight-knit family is important. And while there's going to be a few differences here and there, and everyone's not always going to agree on everything, you got to be people that know that you have the best interest of the student-athletes and your whole family in general uh, at heart. And, and if you do that, good things will happen. And one of those new coaches, Bob Diaco, your new, news, your new defensive coordinator, talk a little bit about him and what he brings to the table. Well, Coach Diaco brings a lot of experience, and that's very important in today's age. You know, he's uh, played football at the University of Iowa, played linebacker, has coached uh, uh, at a high level for a long time. I think he understands what it takes to defend uh, a good offense. I think he understands what it takes to build a defense. I think he understands what it takes to put together a staff of people that will go out and achieve a common goal and be able to stick together. Uh, throughout the entire season, through good and bad. So I think his experience will, will, will pay off. I think uh, he will get our guys to play hard and understand um, you know, what we're trying to accomplish and the mission ahead. And I think that you know, having someone uh, that can direct the defense and has valuable experience is very valuable when you're playing against very talented football teams in this conference. Uh, each and every year there's going to be four to five teams in the top 25, and that's not going to change. And uh, you've got to be able to compete against those teams and find ways to win. Awesome. And going back on that family thing, I know you're a tight-knit family with your wife, and then you got your son uh, Brady, who anybody who's on social media and follows Purdue knows Brady from that. And then, of course, I saw a really cool video that, uh, that they put out last week with you and your daughter, Brooke, for uh, National Daughter Day. Talk about the importance of your family, especially your, your two kids, and keeping involved in them among your busy schedule. 
Well, you know, those, those guys are very important. And, uh, you know, I owe my family a lot. It's like probably each and every one of us, uh, you know, you've got to, um, understand the important things in life, you know, man upstairs, your family and, and the people around you. And, uh, while football is, is, is very important and, uh, we want to work hard to achieve our goals there. I think if you're treating people the right way, if you're around people that want to do that as well, uh, if you understand that it's important to take care of the people that love you the most, it's important to take care of those that are dependent on you. It's important that you treat others as you would want to be treated when you're constant and consistent in that approach. Uh, normally good things will happen. And I think, uh, you know, having a strong faith, uh, understanding that, you know, football is a game and uh, you want to make sure that you, you, you raise children the right way and that uh, you have a, a strong marriage and that, uh, you know, you value relationships, uh, and that you spend time on that. Uh, I think it's visible to the student athlete. I think it's visible to our players when, you know, not only myself, but our coaches, uh, you know, do the same thing. And our families are around and they're a part of it. And, and, and like I said, well, you know, the arguments may happen in there and disagreements. You know, people can see, you know, does this guy really care? Is this guy really genuine in what he says? Does he, does he mean what he's saying? Is he going to be there for me when things aren't going well? And, and uh, you know, the, sinks, the ship's starting to sink. Is he going to be able to, to hang in there and figure out a way to, to uh, you know, get back above water? All those things very important and uh, the people around you especially the ones you live with on a daily basis uh you know you've got to treat right and you've got to make work and you've got to make it uh, you know where you know your family becomes an extended family and everybody's a part of it well, well very well said coach love you uh sharing that with us and just so proud to have a, a football coach at our university that that believes that and preaches that to his just family and, and to his players as well uh, switching gears a little bit here Let's play football. It's a, a mantra that Purdue has uh, embraced here uh, since you've come on board. It's used a lot of the, the, the social uh, media and promotions. Um, of course, that all stems from a famous interview from uh, 2001 when you were in the XFL. If you don't mind, take us back to 2001 and, and that week after the hit and then that interview and how that is just uh, still you know, well-known today and now the phrases continue to be used. Well, you want me to go back to the fun days? <laughs> uh, it definitely was then. You know, I was a former player, and playing the game is what I love. And while I love coaching, shoot, playing uh, beats that, in my opinion. And uh, you know, I definitely love competing and love being around our teammates and building a, a team bond and team chemistry that you're just going to find a way to win. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to be around a lot of great coaches and players and play on some really good teams. You know, playing in the XFL the one year, it was a unique league. You know, at the time, you know, I, I kind of just got out of the NFL. And, uh, you know, when we got to the XFL, everyone made the same amount of money. And there was no favorites. Everyone was really treated the same. So you had to prove your worth. So you had a lot of people that you knew were in it for the right reason. And, um, you know, took a few hits in there. There were rules that were a little bit lax that uh, didn't favor the quarterback, to be quite honest with you. But, you know what, it was part of the game. So... Took a few shots, and uh, you know the shortest story got injured uh, or knocked out the, the week before. And this happened that a lot of my buddies, uh, probably about twenty people, were coming up for a game in Orlando. We were playing the other top team in, in, in the conference, and you know back then the XFL was known for no rules. So <laughs> I went to the doctor and he said, "Hey, we got a concussion. We got to sit out." I said, "Correct me if I'm wrong, but 
there's no rules in the XFL. That's what I was told. I said, well, I guess, I guess you're right, but you should sit out. I said, okay, I'm not going to sit out on my plate. He said, well, okay, I guess. So anyway, so I, I decided to play and, um, you know, before the game, try to make a little fun of it uh, and have fun with the game. And then uh, I was asked by a reporter a question and just tried to liven things up in a respectful way. And in the end, it's all about playing football. So, uh, you know, that kind of uh, model we've used here because really that, that's what it's about. You know, you got to do everything you can to prepare and go out there and get ready. But then you got to go play. You got to want to play. You got to love it. And, uh, you know, my goal here is to make sure all of our guys take the field with that same mantra, meaning, you know what, whether we're 4-0 or no one 4 at the time, it doesn't matter. You've got to go out and want to play football, want to get better, want to put it all on the line, go out there and cut it loose. And you never know what can happen. I think that's one of the reasons to, to date here we've been able to have a few really big wins because that's how we approach the game. It doesn't matter who we're playing. It doesn't matter how we did the week before. You've got another opportunity to go out and showcase what you're all about. And I'm hopeful that we can get our guys to play that way this year it's a one-week season. We're going out there to prove ourselves each and every week. Right on. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but before we wrap up here, I want to talk about something that's uh, extremely important to both of us, and that's uh, our good friend Tyler Trent. I got you know his shirt. I see we both have our bobbleheads behind us here. Talk about, just if you don't mind taking us back to, I believe it was 2017, when you first met him uh, outside the gates waiting for uh, the Michigan game. Talk about your first interaction with Tyler and then kind of just where it took off from there. Tyler was a unique and special person, and, and I knew that from day one. You know, excuse me, I met him. Uh, you know, walking down to, to dinner one day, uh, a couple of days before the game, I think, or maybe the day before, and uh, he was camped out. And uh, when I met him, I could tell he was going through some things. I didn't ask a lot of questions. He didn't tell me a whole lot, but I could tell just by the, you know, by how he looked. Uh, but he had great spirit then. He had great energy, and he was looking forward to the next game. And I. I could be wrong, but I think we were playing Michigan maybe the next day, and he was camped out, ready to go. And really, over the course of the years, got to know him a little bit. Uh, and then as we got you know, more and more into the season, kind of realized what he was going through, what all he had gone through, the ups and downs that he had. But every time I had an encounter with him, he was the most positive, energetic person that you ever want to meet. And it didn't matter what he had going on or you know, if he had some health issues where it's hard to walk and hard to get around. It did not matter. He never talked about it. It wasn't on his mind. And he was out to prove uh, that he was just going to be a great human being with a ton of spirit, a ton of courage, who loved life. So, you know, he's the guy that represented that throughout his entire fight, his entire battle. Uh, and that's that's really hard to do. It is. Uh, and, uh, there are a lot of people uh, in my time here. And, uh in football and there's not many people that are that strong so I think you know his strength his courage throughout his battle uh him fighting to the very end uh it's a testament to being a portal maker and what Purdue's all about I think uh you know our team rallied behind him and what he stood for we were able to accomplish a couple of really really big wins that year in my opinion because they believed in Tyler and what he was going through at the time so I just you know, as you know, and we all know that no Tyler uh, doesn't get any better than him. And, uh, he comes from a great family. Uh, he represented this university, his family, in, in the utmost uh, manner. And uh, we're thankful for all the time that we were able to spend with him. Yeah. Yeah, he became a very important part of the team in 2018. Talk about that. The role and – you kind of already touched on the, the role and inspiration he played. He was a team captain. And, of course, yeah, who can forget uh, 
October 20th, 2018, 49 to 20. Uh, kind of just briefly relive that ev that whole day and leading up to the game in that evening, if you will. Well, it was special because, uh, you know, we're getting ready to play Ohio State and hadn't lost in a long time. And I'm not for sure. Maybe we were two and three or something like that at the time. And, uh, you know, there was probably only one person who truly believed we were going to win the game. And I'm just being honest with you. I was hopeful that we had a chance to win. And I know our players were. But Tyler truly believed it. And uh, not only did he believe it, but he stated it. And he talked about it. And he shouted it to the world. Uh, and sometimes when you get people that are willing to, to step up on the big stage and, and make a bold statement, because that is what they believe, it helps all of us believe. So I think uh, it helped me believe. It helped our team believe. Uh, and then to actually do it, I mean, <laughs> that, that's pretty remarkable. So I think, you know, he was, was someone that, shoot, it didn't matter what was going on. Like I said, he, he, uh, he said what he believed, and uh, he got this team uh, to feel that. And then that's hard to do in, in sport. It's hard to do in real life. Uh, so, you know, he, you know, we give him credit for the win. You know, our guys went out there and played their tails off, did a great job. But I think when he came in the locker room after, of course, we brought him in. Uh, he talked to our team, uh, told him what he thought about the game. Uh, you know, our, our team, you know, uh, thought he was the greatest thing ever. And, uh, you know, we wanted him to be a part of it. We wanted him to be a team captain from then on. We wanted him to – represent our football team. And I think all of our, our players understood that if we could have that same spirit uh, each and every week throughout that season, throughout the course of our life, good things are going to happen. And uh, like I said, we're, we're thankful for what, you know, he did for us. And, uh, you know, we want to try to, you know, carry out that legacy moving forward. You, you mentioned the word spirit. I'm glad you did. You got to go down with him and uh, coach, of course, David Blau and his family. Uh, for this, the Disney Spirit Award. Talk about that experience. Well, it was great. You know what? Tyler fit in as good as anybody there. I think uh, <laughs> while there were a ton of celebrities and big-time players and uh, personalities and sports personalities, I think Tyler was the most recognizable guy there. Uh, everybody wanted to come up and talk to him. Everybody wanted to touch him. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. Uh, I know his family relished uh, that opportunity. I did as well. Uh, it wasn't for him. We wouldn't have been there ourselves. So, you know, credit goes to him. Uh, but I think, you know, while the entire nation maybe didn't know Tyler up close and personal, they felt that strength as well. And they, they knew truly how remarkable he was. Uh, but for us here at Purdue to get a, a close and personal look at it and feel up for it and be able to touch it uh, was really great. So, you know, it was a great moment, a great night. Uh, and I think, of all the people there that got to talk and present awards, Tyler stole the show. Yeah, for sure. It was an emotional night, for sure, just getting to, getting to watch that. Um, I can't imagine, yeah, how much more so uh, being there in person. Um, and then I want to talk about, uh, talking about an emotional moment um, at Tyler's funeral uh, over at College Park Church where I happened to attend. Uh, you know, I'm sitting up there in, in the upper section, and I, I, I watched you and the entire football team come not just a couple of players not just the captains not just david blau but the entire football team walk into our, our church auditorium uh for his funeral talk about how important that was and the significance of, of doing that for for tyler and his family well i think it was very important to do and uh you know for him to go through all the pain and suffering that he did uh and still be able to accomplish the things he did even in the last couple of years of his life 
was on a par with no other. And I think, uh, like I said, our team recognized that, that we felt it, we were a part of it. Uh, we credit him for a lot of our success. So I think all wanted to be there. It was a great opportunity for us to actually go there. Uh, luckily, it wasn't you know, too far away. We were able to get on a bus and head there and, and uh, you know, show our support for Tyler and his family and what they were going through. And I understand the role that he played in uh, all of our success. So it was a special moment as well. Uh, it just seemed like Tyler gave us a ton of special moments. And, uh, uh, because of him, I, I think all of us should be inspired moving forward uh, for all the things that he accomplished. Yeah, and you talked about that legacy, carrying that, keeping that moving forward uh, with the Purdue football team, hopefully forever, long, be, long beyond you and I are ever done in this world. But uh, one of those things to help do that is the T2 gate there outside Ross Aid as you come in for the student gate. Talk about how cool that was to see uh, Purdue uh, do that for, for Tyler. Well, it was uh, something we all wanted to happen. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of people give to make sure that that happened and, and uh, you know, donate things to, to make sure that we uh, paid our respects and uh, made a gate representing where Tyler was at when I met him and where he, where he, where he hung out the night before games to get in and support Purdue and show his love uh, for the game and for all of our players. So to have a gate uh, to honor him for the rest of eternity and uh, for his family to be a part of that, uh, feel that, witness it, uh, was another special moment. And I think uh, we had a great turnout of the fans and uh, representatives that were there uh, when we dedicated the gate. And uh, it's a great part of our stadium and it's never going anywhere and I think uh, Tyler will remember forever. Awesome well coach I don't want to keep you too long I know I could talk Tyler and I could talk Purdue football with you forever but I want to do that to you so I'll, uh, I'll let you go here but uh, you know October 24th uh, home opener versus Iowa you guys I'm sure can't wait for that day to get here right? Yes yes sir we can't wait and try it around the corner. Awesome hey coach thank you so much so much for your time I really appreciate it. Okay thank you. All right boiler up. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.